Hi, this is Amy Ellis, and you're listening to The Humanitarian Engineer. This is the third and final episode of the series on Matamoros, Mexico. In the last episode, we heard from Krista Cook, a Villanova engineer, about the technical constraints involved in water and sanitation projects she's assisting with in the refugee camp. Thanks to Krista, I had the chance to do a Zoom call with Dison, an asylum seeker who has been living in the camp for a little less than a year. Dison is from Honduras, one of the poorest countries in Latin America, with one of the highest murder rates. Just from our interaction, I can see that Dison projects a quiet strength and a calm demeanor. He is apparently 53 years old, although people in the camp often mistake him for being in his 40s. He is a Christian and was studying theology with plans to become a church leader, something he still hopes to accomplish when he gets to the United States. Dison says the threat of gang violence and the lack of stable jobs are some of the reasons he decided to leave his country. But he also hopes to reconnect with his 18-year-old daughter, whom he affectionately refers to as my little girl. She is currently living in the U.S. with his ex-wife, and he has not been able to see her in person since she was five years old. After we talk about his reasons for seeking asylum, we start talking about life in the camp. Dison, can you tell us some of the things that you've been experiencing at the camp? We over here have been going through a lot of things. COVID-19, then we have the hurricane and overflowing a river, mosquitoes a lot, <laughs> snakes. So even without taking COVID-19 into account, it sounds like the living conditions in the camp have really become a problem. What about the reactions of the local Matamoros residents to the camp? People have been spitting on us. And me, I was working on a hospital, mm-hmm. a COVID-19 hospital over here. Okay. And Mexican people went to and they said, what, what are you doing over here? You speak mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. spit. I said, what are you speaking for? They said, the hospital is not supposed to be here. But this hospital can be helping you if you want that you over here. But don't do that, man, because in my country, there's a lot of Mexicans will not do that. So it sounds like there's some resentment about the fact that you're there. That's really a shame that you're struggling with all of that on top of what you're already dealing with. When I spoke with Krista, she mentioned the safety and security issues, that there were local gangs uh, and a lot of other dangers to people living in the camp. Have you witnessed any of that firsthand? Some ladies, a couple of ladies are missing right now. They were telling me that yesterday. And I said, well, what's going on? If they don't know what they are, what, what we're doing, what are we doing to protect the people that are here? It's, it's hard, you know, it's hard because because you have been living here with so many people and then people disappear. So it sounds like there's not even really a stable group of the same people that you're living with. And while we're talking about safety issues, I've heard some reports of people drowning trying to cross the Rio Grande with the hope of getting to the United States more quickly. Can you talk about that? People have been dying in the river. They're dead in the river. Somebody just said, go ahead and do it. And I said, please don't do that. Don't do that because this is what will happen. If you cross the river, you have a, a, lot, of, a lot of situations negative that could happen. Yes. Yep. And then you go up there and on the other side, maybe immigration will hold, maybe you get across, immigration hold you, but then they're going to be to the border. Mm-hmm. And then you, every time you work for, and you wait over here for a phone and a minute. And exactly. You, yeah. Just, just finish what just wait and see what we can do. We can, we have to, we can do, we have to, that's what we have to work together. To me, it's the way I see it. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a community that everyone 
at the coming united. I try to talk uh, how to come in together. The ghetto is much better to be in a, a part. So what I trying to say to is that Mexican, Salvatorian, uh, Honduran, Guatemalan, Nicaraguan, Haiti, uh, African, Colombian, Cuban, it's really, to me, it's in their camp over here, it has to be as a family. They say, if we want to do something, we got to do it together. That's a great way of looking at it. It's probably really tempting to say, you know, I just want to get through this, get myself through this. But I think, like you said, everybody coming together is so important during everything that you're going through. So if you were to arrive in the United States after all of this is over, what's something that you would really look forward to doing? Well, work, finish. I, I, I was studying theology. I go to New York because I do work in uh, church, church of God and union there. And uh, I got to go up there to, mm -hmm. to be a part of this church. And are there people that you would want to see the most? My little girl, she was almost six years old, less, less time I saw her. So get it together in the morning and go find my girl. And, and that's it. And, and that's all what I want. Dison, thank you for sharing that with me. I really appreciate the time you took to speak with me this afternoon. Um, there's only one more question I have at this point. I know that the engineers, Krista, Chloe, Aaron, and the folks at GRM, including Tucker, have really been helping make some changes in the camp in the last year, especially in terms of water access. Can you talk a bit about that? I'll tell you what. They are like the heart of this camp. We cannot do nothing without it, you know, because they 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 doing everything. It's an honor to have a, the every engineer that's working over here. I see the the way they do is with love because they have a good heart. We have some people that's on our side, and we gonna be all right. Thank you for listening to this series on Matamoros, Mexico. We would like to extend a special thank you to the following organizations and individuals for helping make this series possible. Global Response Management, Brendan Tucker, Charlene DeCruz, Krista Cook, and of course, Dizon for sharing his story. In the next series of episodes, we'll highlight Villanova's partnership with Aqua America, a water utility company that services approximately 3 million people within the United States. To celebrate our five years of partnership, we'll sit down with some of the senior leaders at Aqua to hear about their experiences traveling with Villanova students and faculty on service learning projects. They'll share what it's like doing engineering work off the beaten path in places like rural Panama and Ghana. They'll also share some of the things they've learned along the way. Thank you again for listening to The Humanitarian Engineer.